Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. I am so happy that you joined us here today, especially today, because as you know, if you've been following the astrology, we have some really, really big astrology ahead, and actually we're in the midst of big astrology, and that is another reason why I am super happy that this particular astrologer is here with us this week. We have with us astrologer and YouTube sensation, Dr. Stormy Grace. Stormy, it is always such a pleasure to have you here. And I just, when I saw that you were our astrologer this week, I went, okay, good. Like we are in good hands. We are going to get both practical guidance and inspired guidance that will help us view this from, from many different perspectives and a different kinds of lens, you know? So thank you for being here. I'm so happy that you're with us. Yes, absolutely. I love coming back. I love this community, tending to it, participating in it, learning in it. You know, it's a kind of a full circle situation when I come over here. So I'm grateful to be back and and it is, I am entirely practical most of the time. So <laughs> I think we've got some, you know, I think we've got some really practical information to go over this week and hopefully some um, practical action steps that we can also take to navigate and view what is going on because it is a big week of change. I mean, hands down, we were, were asked to do some changing. Mm, okay. Now, before we dive in, speaking of big week of change, we also have a big year of change coming up in 2023. So if you would like to be a part of our forecast event, our 2023 forecast event, it's totally free. You can get on the wait list for it right now. Inner Circle members, you do not need to register. You're going to get instant access to it. But if you're not an Inner Circle member, make sure you get on the wait list so that we know that you want to participate. That is at astrologyhub.com slash 2023 forecast. Again, it's free. You're going to get practical guidance for the entire year ahead from lots of different astrologers. So we'd love to have you at that as well. But zooming back into this week, um, Stormy, let's start with the theme. What would you say is the theme for the year ahead? I'm not, not the year. I'm sorry. The week ahead, not to put you on the spot, the week ahead. Okay. Okay. Just like the whole year. How about (laughs) Just for the week, I really think that the theme that we should be focusing on this week is there is no lack. There's only work. Okay. Can you unpack that? There is no lack. There is only work. (laughs) Yes. I would absolutely love to unpack that. So When we're looking at how energetically and cosmically busy the energies are this week, but that is on the, you know, the makeup of this eclipse happening in Taurus. And then that eclipse gets involved in Venus, Mercury, Saturn, Uranus, all of the cosmic players really are involved in this conversation. It is keying us to this, these old ideas that we had of lack or of what 
would be a resource for us, what we could use to be a resource. You know, they stem from some old ideas from that are based in fear. They're based in criticism. They're based in these things that as we're traveling at this point in the year towards this eclipse, I think we're pointed to that that's not real anymore. But if we are going to have something different, which is no lack, abundance is available, we do have to do some work. And there's foundational level work to be done here. So no lack, just work. So Stormy, when when people are looking at their current reality or they're looking at the reality of the world and seeing lack everywhere, how, like how do we shift that? How do we shift the, the, the reality of what we can see and what is actually available to us if we do the work on our foundation? Mm-hmm. So one of the, the first things that I, I feel like I say it every time I come here, you guys are never going to invite me back, but I feel like the first thing we do is we got to come home, right? Our own houses have to be in order. So before we're forecasting and looking out into the world to see all of the lack and get wrapped up in that, we really have to come home. And or if that's not practical for you yet, if all you can see in the world is the lack right now, what lack do you see? And where is that in your own life, right? Where is that story of fear and criticism showing up that is your work to untangle and to begin to full moon or eclipse, let go and acknowledge or adjust because adjusting with what you can control first is really the way to build solid success going forward, right? It's also going to give us a really nice space when we start at home to say, okay, I've seen how to do some work and make adjustments here. And that gives me a different perspective on how I can help. Rick Levine talks about it all the time, right? Like think cosmically, but act locally. So what's going on in your own home, your own world, your your own vision of lack? This is where I call absolutely every one of us back to, not out, but in first. I love that also that suggestion that if you're having a hard time figuring out where those obstacles might be in your own life, you can look at what you're observing in the external world to give you a clue about what what it is that you need to work on in your own home. Absolutely. And my spiritual teacher has said it to me for the last 13 years. Well, you spotted it because you've got it just hits me in my, yes, she's reading my mail. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, that's right. Like I can see everything wrong because something in me understands that vibration. And mm. if it's booming, if it's if it's an observation, that's fine. But if it's hitting me in that place that I think each of us can identify where it's like, I am just afraid. I'm almost paralyzed in my own space or it's got my head running over time. That's my work. That's not an observation. That's my work. We get some helpers this week. You know, we're going to have Venus squaring Saturn. We're going to have this eclipse. We've got, you know, actually some other squares to Saturn as well, which don't have to be terrible. They can just be about I'm challenging myself in the work. So no lack, just work. And Stormy, when you talk about working on our foundation, what do you mean by that? And how would people know like what foundation they need to work on? Is that, is that indicated in the chart? Where can we look for clues for that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can definitely see it in your chart, but I, I think sometimes we have to step just outside of the astrology to see the astrology. That's actually a very useful practice for us. So again, look at where where is your pain point at this time of the year, right? Especially moving into the intensity of this eclipse. Where is your pain point? Are you struggling with something around relationships? You feel really ungrounded, that feels unsteady, or you're having a revaluing of a relationship in your life. You know what I mean? It's we were talking a little bit before has a relationship dynamic changed in your life and you're having to like wiggle into that. You're like, hold on, this is really different. You know, is it something financial? These are Taurus principles we're also looking at in the Taurus and Scorpio axes. What needs to be shed here, right? Where can you unburden yourself, but you got to get to the pain point of what it is first. So look at what plagues you right now. If it is the mental game, like you can't stop judging, you can't stop thinking, you can't shut down at night, you're eating. What are the human out of whack kind of behaviors that are showing up for you? And I think that's a fantastic way to know where your work is at. What don't you know? We're in a resource time. Do you know how to make money? Do you like what you do? Do you like how you do it, right? Is it financially and resource-based meeting your needs? These are just very practical places to go, but I think they're so important at this time. Okay, so Stormy, in terms of intensity this week, a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most intense, one being not intense at all, where would you put us this week? Okay, energetically, I really do. I'm going to put us at a nice square seven in terms of intensity, but I only put us as a collective at a seven, but I don't want to take away from any one of you. You may be experiencing a 10, you may be experiencing a one, but as a collective, and when we do look at, especially from mundane astrology, when we look at people in a collection, we look to the moon and the moon is under stress. It's under the question of resources right now. It's under the question of value. It's under the question of changing things that have been rooted into our nature for a very long time, not just in the United States, but globally. So we're at a real solid seven <laughs> right now, your, you know, cosmic results may vary uh, depending on where you're at. Cosmic results may vary. Thank you for that. That's going to stick. That's amazing. Stormy, one more question on this overarching energy of the week. Yes. Because Saturn's so involved and also because of the timing of the election in the U.S., I know this is a very U.S. centric question. So I'm sorry to our friends that are not in the United States. However, I do think what's happening here, I mean, it's what's happening for you affects us and what's happening for us affects you. So I, I because Saturn's so involved here, I'm wondering if these themes around authority are up with this election and what is the message around authority? Like what, because I remember in 2020, much of the message was bring your authority back inside. So are we having a similar type of messaging around authority or what, what is it? What's happening here? I do think so. I do think it is still a very similar messaging because, you know, on the United, in the United States, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've got an election. There's a lot going on with what we even consider words to mean like democratic. What does that mean anymore? There's a lot that is going on that is creating a real confusion in the energies, but still, 
the authority has to come home first because authority is not just this idea of the government. It's not just we, the people, but what are the authoritarian ideas that you have in your life that you're building on? And do they work for the world going forward? Do they work for you going forward? How many people out there listening have truly, you know, between January and now had a fallout with the people of authority in their lives, whether it be a parent, whether it's been a business, you know, whether it's been who has been a significant authority relationship in your life and there is a fallout or you're like, no, I, I don't have any answers just yet. I'm still kind of confused. So I'm trying to figure out what that authority is. So I absolutely think concepts around authority are bring them home, but also there's still a lack of clarity a little bit as to what is the new authority just yet. Yes. And and another reason why taking your authority back as much as you can seems very important. Like as, as the authority structures are, are morphing and changing and falling and whatever they're doing, it's like, if we can't rely on those, which maybe we never could, but it kind of, we kind of felt like we could, if we can't rely on those, then what can we rely on and what can we bring back home? Like you said, Absolutely. I mean, I come back to this concept all the time where it's like, yes, you know, in the United States, we the people, but not all the people agree. (laughs) And can you pay your utility bill on that? Because if you can't control what you can control, the authority is here. And I also think, Amanda, truly that, um, like you said, with some of the trust factor that's up, what may be the new authority can be something so different than what people had governing their lives before based on new truths that will continue to be revealed, right? This can create an entire party change in a country. This is how we've we've seen new constitutions come to be under light of, of information being revealed. So what was authority may not be what it was before, right? It's, it is. And I remember, you know, Rick Levine and we've been having this conversation for like a couple of years now because of the Saturn Uranus square of what is old and what is new and what is new may actually be going back to what was old. And the reason why, so I'm bringing this up because I know that we're going to be talking about Saturn Uranus square at some point today. Um, but this, that clash between the old and the new, right. And I was recently just having a conversation. I I mentioned last week that I am doing this Hawaiian cultural experience. Every Friday, we're doing this celestial navigation um, Mm -hmm. learning. And then we're going out paddling and learning how to use the stars to actually navigate like the um, Polynesians did to find Hawaii. And one of the uncles, this amazing elder, he was talking because we go with our homeschool community. So he was talking about how in their indigenous culture and in most indigenous cultures, there was no school building. There was no sending your kids to school. Your kids learned at home. They learned in the community. They learned from auntie and uncle and all the elders and everyone within the community. And so he was he was applauding the efforts and just saying, this is the way it has always been done. This school building thing is actually a new thing, but it feels it feels old. You know, a lot of times we're like, well, you know, this feels like an, an established structure. 
but it's actually relatively new in the history of time. So where are those places where we're going to like kind of go back to what was old, but it'll feel new and it'll be new because it'll be in a new time and in a new way. So it can't be exactly going back to old, but I just, I can see these themes up in so many different places, education, government, um, you know, banking, financial, like it's, it's everywhere. Yeah, it is absolutely everywhere. And I kind of get excited about it, you know, thinking about this eclipse, honestly, where it is like Taurus is just taking us back to the earth, right? Mm. Okay, so we're talking things like recession, we're talking things about food shortage. And Taurus is like, I'm not worried about that at all, because I grew I grew me some beefsteak tomatoes back here, you know, like, so it's very much so going back to the earth to the core. But what does it take? It takes some level of authority and work. Mm. to understand that there's no lack. It's just, Mm. where's the work? Mm. Wow. Love it. Okay. Let's dive into the astrology. Why are you saying what you're saying? What are you seeing in the chart that, that is uh, helping you pull through these themes for the week? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll just say this as we're jumping in here, but we do have several squares to Saturn. And then of course we do have Saturn Uranus square going, which has been, you know, that's been ongoing. But at this point in the year, I feel like every square that comes to Saturn who is out of its resting period, it's direct again, okay, is really more about just challenging what was there so that you have, you know, you create some different actions to come to that next maturity level, to own your authority a little bit more. Whereas before, I think that early on, some of the Saturn squares in the beginning of the year were a bit more about challenge and we felt lonely or depressed, or there was a lot of doubt in ourselves at this time. It's like, you know, it's like that uh, the Olympic athlete who the first time they go out there and they just biff it, it's like, woof, okay, that's harder than I thought it was. And now you're like, yeah, come on, come at me. Right. So it's a little bit more like we're prepared. So I just want to say that as you're thinking about this and you're looking through your own charts, see what's taking on where these Saturn take ons are happening in your particular chart. And you are feeling a bit more prepared to actually get into the work and therefore come to this next level and create stability. And I like that for you. Yeah. Shall we go then? We should go. Let's dive in. Let's do it. Okay, so then we're coming into this week, which first of all, we have to keep in mind that Mars is retrograde. Okay, so the get up and go has got up and gone. We don't have it. We don't have it. Now, I will say this though, caveat, if you have Mars retrograde in your chart, you may be feeling like you are ready to come out. And if that is the situation for you, I invite you out while the rest of us are going in, right? We just switch spots for just a little bit. So if you have Mars retrograde in your chart, this may be a time where you are outwardly quite active, but you still don't have the ability to push just like the rest of us, because now the rest of the world has gone to sleep, but you have some space to navigate around. So feel free to enjoy that. For the rest of us, Mars is retrograde. So we still can't push. You're not going to force. And the strongest energy we have is to review, review the strategy, review who's in your network, review what you need to learn. That's really where we've got the strength of action. So I want to put that out there and keep reminding us as we go that the strongest energy is kind of backwards at this time. Okay. So as we come into the week on Monday, we're going to see Venus in a square to Saturn. Now this energy can be one that is thought of as attention. 
of course, right? Because we're squaring against each other. But instead, I like to treat a square as like the 911 of the aspects, the 911 of the sky saying, do something, take an action. So where this Venus-Saturn conversation brings us in, and we can have challenge around finances, we can have challenge around our relationships, we can have a lack of harmony that is available here. What we can also do with that particular um, square is put in the work, put in a little bit of effort to problem solve what's going on in this relationship, what's going on um, in, in my cash flow, in my, my self-worth balance, right? Like, how is that going? And I do want to say too, keep in mind, you may not be feeling the most motivated in the world to be solution-oriented, but it will be to your benefit. So if you needed to go back over a business and you needed to say, I need to bring in more discipline, it's a very good problem-solving kind of energy that is available, okay? Then we're going to lead up very quickly as we get in here Tuesday to the eclipse. And I'm just, I'm, I'm curious, Amanda, if I might just pause this for a second, but I'm curious, you know, how's your eclipse time going? I, like I was telling you before we went live, I've been in this, I'm kind of like in this ready stance of like, okay. And, and, and in the inner circle, we talked with um, Adam Summer is our, is our astrologer for the month. And so he, he has elicited my sense of adventure. And he talks about the eclipse portal as like going into the dragon's hole and how we have this opportunity to shed these old beliefs and retell stories and shed light on old stories. And that the dragon is actually protecting something for us. And there's something valuable. There's something, there's a lot of wisdom there. And so we have access to that, that wisdom, that's that thing that is just cherished in our heart if we can find a way to retell those old stories. So I've just been in this, um, in this self inquiry, like a very inward journey of, you know, what are those stories I'm telling myself? How can I retell them? And what is the gem or jewel available when I do that? Thank you for sharing that. It's absolutely beautiful. And I think that this beautiful eclipse at 16 degrees of Taurus is a full moon, first of all, and it has just that to offer us an unearthing, right? An unearthing of buried treasure that has been there. Now, this eclipse is in the space of Taurus and Uranus dancing together. As Tor- as Uranus has traveled through Taurus, it has absolutely, it's like shaken and electrocuted a mountain. You know what I mean? Which most mountains don't wish to be jostled. Um, so what has happened is that yes, all of the bodies have risen to the surface, right? The skeletons, the, this is not good. This is a secret. This is a history. This is a pain point. All of that has risen to the surface in our Taurus areas, but earth goes in and down. So the gems and the minerals and the jewels and the skills and the deliciousness of each of us has also been unearthed. And I think that this particular full moon calls us to end something acknowledge something or to make a very big adjustment over the next three to six months. And it's this call to realize we got to make these changes to let the, let the toxicity go, let those ideas of there's lack, there's not enough. I'm not enough. It's not enough. We won't be okay. Let it go. Let it go back to the earth, dust to dust, burn it down, ash to ash, right? So we have that so that we can live 
in those gems and those jewels that have come up. I am absolutely in trust and love and in light with this particular eclipse, because like I said, we've done a lot of work up until now. You know what I mean? We've done a lot of work. So at this point, your fighter stance, I think, is the right position because we are ready. Now, still, Saturn, Uranus, right there in their closing square with one another. So we've seen a lot this year about the death of what has to go. So I don't think that we're necessarily at this particular eclipse surprised either at what needs to go. We've known, and even if it's uncomfortable, we know that it's done. Like that demon has to process out now, right? Like, oh, I just, I could get so excited (laughs) talking about that. Now, globally, we could go a whole other direction, but we're trying to come home right now. Now, at the same time that we've got this happening with this eclipse, just later in the day, we've got um, Sun and Mercury coming together. We've got a Kazemi moment, which means that everything that happens for you earlier in the day is really available to be seen in a new brilliant light later in the day, right? There's a refining, there's a transformation that is available. And I really like to track patterns. So we are going to have this Mercury, this Sun, Mercury, Kazemi happening here on the 8th, but I would really love for all of us to go back to September 23rd and to go back to July 16th, where we saw this aspect in the sky then. What came up for you then that now when you look at it, you're like, yeah, I'm absolutely ready to start something new. I'm absolutely ready to release it, release the no lack and move towards the work I need to do to be successful. So what a, it's an intense week, right? We're going to feel it, how we're going to feel it, but there is still a lot that is, is offered under that. Now, so, I mean, I'm curious real quick. I know there's a lot of people out there who are probably like, I can't even remember what I was thinking yesterday, let alone pinpoint to September 23rd and July 16th. How do you personally track this? Do you like keep a journal or like, what do you do? Yeah, I do. I definitely keep a journal. And for me personally, in how I practice on my channel is that I teach pattern tracking. So Mm -hmm. write it down. We keep a transit journal and it's like, okay. And I will tell people we're going to see this again at this time. So a big piece of it too, is learning to use your ephemeris, right? So you can see when and what is coming or following somebody who's going to pattern track for you, (laughs) but definitely writing down what was going on around about that time. Even if you're not doing it to the date is really a way to do it because that's a piece of the great benefit of astrology is that we all just live our patterns, right? That's what I love when people are like, I've never been here in my life. I'm like, you were, it was 1994, you know, and we just go right back to it. So it's like, start to, and and what is that? But owning your authority, right? Mm. Like you've got the story of your life available at your fingertips, write it down and then let's see what's happening. And we can be even more specific and really get into the nuance of how this is impacting you, right? Mm. I don't know if you get excited about this like I do, but self-reflective people I think are awesome. Same. And I, I would say probably everyone in our community would, would call themselves self-reflective. I think astrology in and of itself not only encourages that, but I think the people that are drawn to it in the first place are already like that. Something I wanted to note too, of what you just said about authority and becoming our own author of our story. 
Carolyn Casey, I'm reading uh, Visionary Activist Astrology, one of her books, and she she points out how the word authority has the word author in it. So we we actually can become the authors. Like when we take our authority back, we we do become the authors of our own story and how important that is as we're maturing into our own Saturn, you know, as we're maturing through time to actually like take the responsibility of authorship of our story of our life. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, I think it's sexy. I think it's fantastic. And I think (laughs) when we follow this around, like, yes, we're having this eclipse. It's this huge, big, intensive energy, right? But back up. 19 years ago, everybody go back to 2003, when you were authoring your story at that time in the Taurus and Scorpio areas of your life, you missed the boat. Like you wrote a different story and the universe comes back to get us where we got stuck in our writing. So most people right now are going back to 2003 and going, I did want to do this, but I married Bob instead. And now Bob is gone for whatever reason. And I'm moving on to do this other thing, or I didn't marry Bob and now Bob is back. Right? So the universe when you can see your pattern, you see how kind it is that it offers an opportunity to author the story in the way you really wanted. Like I get excited about that, but you got to know where you were at and what you were doing. Oh God. Things down, right? Like it's a slower pace of life because I got to spend some time going back. And I don't know if you know the actual feeling of like sitting and going back through your memories, how energetic that is, where it's like, Drop down below here and let's get into what was really going on. It's a real, it's a whole thing. Well, I love what you just said about slowing the pace of life though. It's, it's impossible to do if we're just busy and going to the next thing and then the next thing, and then the next thing. And then in our white space or downtime, we're scrolling on Instagram and we're constantly distracted and other people's stories are dominating our own. And so what you just said about a slower pace of life, again, I feel like this is a, a new thing, but it's really an old thing, which is going back to a very conscious, intentional use of our time and, and being aware of where are those patterns that distract me from being present, from having that time and space to go back in the memory bank and track my patterns. And, and even for me, I love looking at pictures to help me remember where I was at, at a certain time, because there's something about just looking at the pictures and going, oh yeah, that's what was going on at that time. So I think, but it is, it's, it's inward, it's contemplative, it's slower, it takes space, it takes time. And we have to allow ourselves that. Mm -hmm. And that can be hard in today's world. It comes back to our theme. There's no lack, right? You are rich. You yourself are rich. Your story is rich. It is abundant. It is, there's no lack in your story, but the work of uncovering your story is still just a part of the work. You know what I mean? And I just love you. Like I look at pictures too. And I'm like, oh, I remember that hairstyle. Like, and the hairstyle takes me back to everything. I'm like, oh my God. Totally. That was that damn haircut. Right. Just speaking real quick, an astrology sidebar. I, the, the last haircut I got before the conference where I got to meet you in, in person, I didn't check the electional. I didn't have Joe or any astrologer look at the electional. And it was just a bad haircut. I was so bummed. They cut off way more length than I wanted. Everything was just wrong. And so the next time I was like, I am absolutely checking the astrology before I cut my hair ever ever again. And for those of you who are, this is a new concept. We can talk about it more, but there are good times and bad times to cut your hair astrologically. And you should never have to do this alone. And you should never suffer a bad haircut again. 
astrologically speaking, the full moon is a fantastic time for most people, especially this one to cut your hair. <laughs> Very nice. There we go. All right. So let's, let's finish up. We're only on Tuesday. So let's finish up Tuesday as we get to see Mercury and Uranus come into an opposition with each other. And this is another piece of what I love that we've been discussing about going back to slowing down and seeing what's going on. Because as Mercury and Uranus oppose each other, first of all, an opposition can continue to go further and further and further and get away from each other, right? But what we want to do with an opposition is to integrate. So one of the words I like to use around opposition is not what's the purpose, but what's the goal? What am I trying to get to? Because this is where Mercury and Uranus can pull their resources together and create really new brilliant solutions or really new different perspectives. And one of those perspectives at this time can be, you know, yes, what what has been distracting me and I see it a little bit more now. And so I'm willing to go in a different way, but what is the story I tell myself about myself that is stopping me from owning my own authority? And where can I put a brilliant new solution in there? Right. It's really kind of a lovely use of energy. Now, it can be very practical too. Where have you just been working on something or you've been waiting because Mars is retrograde. So we're all waiting for things to happen. And like, a new solution presents itself. You're like, oh, okay, I can actually just do it this way, right? So I love when Mercury gets involved because sometimes we just need a short-term quick pop of, of inspiration or information to come our way. So you can you can know that that's a day where that could be happening for you. New information, chance consequence, meets meetups that you're just like, oh my God, where did you come from? Great, carry a notebook that day. So you can just write it down. You're like, oh, all my wisdom is just here. Okay. As we get to Wednesday, we're going to see the sun come into an opposition with Uranus then because they've been Kazemi together, but now they're actually going to have their own individual interactions. And I love that about how the planets move because now as the sun and Uranus come into this opposition, it's like, what are you really, what are you really, right? Like, what are you into? Is it something that you found out where you're like, yeah, the truth of what I'm really into, my value, my authority is this thing. And then you get to just kind of geek out and like be with that thing. But then you can also create a tribe or join a tribe around that, right? There's real value in understanding and authoring who we are. But that sun illumination is like, yeah, this is actually what I'm into. And I'm going to have some courage to, to take it on, to go in a new direction with it. For people in this community, I know you guys can just with your hand on your heart, understand when we say, I'm going to practice astrology out loud. Like I'm going to tell my family that I'm like a real life practicing astrologer, or I'm going to start sharing this with my kids or my husband or my whatever. That's a big nerdy kind of step for our people, right? <laughs> yes. But it's hard sometimes to just step out there out of your comfort zone in a new way because it's something you're like, am I going to be supported? Mm, but yeah. the season, cut it off. The toxins have to leave. It doesn't work anymore. Not being who you are doesn't work anymore. It's too painful. Well, and do, but why do you need their approval, right? I mean, you, you, you may come out with your, for example, astrology uh, fascination and some people might not get it and that's okay. Like yeah. it's, it's okay. If they don't get it, it's okay. If they don't see it the way you see it or understand you in that love for astrology that you have. But I think so many times we're looking for that validation because we want it to be okay. And we want 
we want them to approve of us. We want them to like us. We want, we don't want to be the weird one, but sometimes it's fun to be the weird one actually. Right. Well, and if you go to your tribe, you're not the weird one. True. (laughs) (laughs) But, but that, that takes, um, it takes a level of telling a truth about myself that's been unearthed and I can't avoid it anymore. You know, so there, there is an element of elegant, uh, courage that I think does rise to the surface for us to be able to do that. But then of course, if you just can't, or the internal fear is almost paralyzing, there you go. We talked about at the beginning, that's your work, go to the pain point, right? So now you have that to work on. (laughs) They're going to leave this weekly forecast to be like, this wasn't fun at all. You know, (laughs) putting all these things to work on. (laughs) Yeah, but they're fun things because, like you said, these are the things that are going to unearth the jewels and the gems. This is where all your uh, all of your power is laying latent, and Mm -hmm. so being able to to go into these places, this is this is the Scorpio fun, right? This is what Scorpio season's all about. I love that. This is the Scorpio fun. Thank you for labeling it right. That we get like right. Because that's just, that's just the truth. We're just here for a little inventory, friends. That's all. Okay, let's move on. Let's keep moving through the week. We have got to get through this week, right? Okay, so we're going to get into the early morning, early daytime of the 10th. Now we've had all of this illumination of information. Now we've got Mercury. So the smaller mind, our learning mind, squaring up with Saturn. And again, I think it is so incredibly useful. Because first of all, I think in this square, there's a lot of endurance and perseverance that is associated with it, right? But these are going to be questions of, I have to have that mental endurance and perseverance to take inventory. (laughs) What is my long range plan, goal, design for my life? What do I want? What's working? What's not working? Now, the beautiful thing that I think this particular energy offers after this eclipse, and especially after having Saturn in such conversation with Uranus, is again, we have some some space, right? We've had some space from what's been going on. So instead of looking at it from like the football field where you're on the on the field with them and you see the sweat and you smell the sweat and it's really a lot we kind of rise to the nosebleed section so you can see the field better. So you have an opportunity to be a bit more objective about what it is that you're looking at, which will allow you to challenge and take on your own patterns, right? It'll allow you to challenge and take on things that were commitments or stories that we've been telling ourselves in our lives and say, that's not actually useful to me when I see it Mercury from a new perspective. Because the thing I also want to point out is that Mercury is not Jupiter. Jupiter is where we get information and we take it in and we make it ours and it's deep and we create a philosophy about it. Mercury's job is to bring new information, but it can be the same old thing. It's not anything different. It's just new information to you. And sometimes new information is just a perspective switch, right? For humans to change their minds is, a, is like a spiritual experience in and of itself. So Mercury is also fantastic at identifying patterns. So this square up today is just going to help you do a little bit of inventory pattern recognition and challenging so that you can do the work moving forward. 
So to close out our Thursday energy, we're going to have Venus come into a trine with Neptune. And I love these two together. They're, I call them the Bopsy twins because it's just so good. Whatever it is, it's so good. Fantasy, idealism, all of it is just so delicious. You know what I mean? And so it is an energy where really, truly, I would encourage you to rest, to create, to paint, to dance, to dip into magic. How do you use magic in your life? What do you call magic in your life, right? We have to have the energy of fantastic intangible creation in order to move things forward. And what I mean by that is we have to create things in a non-tangible, visionary, dreamy kind of place in order to bring it into practical reality. So with everything you've learned, everything you've seen, everything you've shed in that you're changing, when you dance it out, what new space is created there? What's a different way you found to express a vision of what you would like for yourself next? Because being able to hold that vibration will help you make it tangible. Now, the example I always like to give is that before a chair was a chair, it was just a vision. It was just a vibration and a vision. And now we got chairs all over the place. You know what I mean? So we're trying to create an alignment with that. So what a, what a nice way to end Thursday, which happens to be one of my favorite days of the week, by the way. Is it because of Jupiter? Well, it's because of Jupiter and because it's just, it's Thursday. It's Friday Eve, you know, <laughs> right before we get to Venus day, <laughs> Friday Eve. I love that so much. Okay. So yes. So bring, so uh, tuning into allowing the space for the, the visionary, the imagination, and that precedes form. It always precedes form. Always precedes form. And we, you, you have a chance to get your body involved Mm. in the vibration of where you want to go. That's why I say, go paint, go move those arms, go dance, move those legs, right? Feel yourself become that future vibration of where you want to go. So you can start to call it in with some ease and make it tangible. Love it. Okay. I love it. Okay. So when we get to Friday, now we've got the sun in a square to Saturn and all of this over and over and over again, rings upon the Saturn Uranus square, right? Like it's done. That thing has to be weeded out. So there's this constant story running in the background of tearing what was down in order to innovate what needs to be there. So as the sun square Saturn here, uh, Saturn here on Friday, um, I would invite a perspective switch for you. It's not no, it's just not now, not yet, right? It's just not yet. You can have that vibration. You can have that abundance because there's no lack, but you're maybe still developing some skills. You're maybe still learning how to own your mastery, pick up that responsibility, um, make your priorities, get your priorities in order, and then deliver on them. So Sun Square Saturn is really about getting organized, and it's not a no. It might just be a not yet. I really encourage us to breathe that in. Mm, so helpful. So it's not, it's not yet because there's a few more foundational things that need to be developed. So again, we're back to that theme of the foundation, right? And doing the work. The foundation and doing the work and that truly there's no lack. You're just learning what work there is to be done and then how to do it. 
right? Wanting to have a whole cornucopia at, uh, you know, mealtime is great, but what garden did you plant? Do you know how to garden, <laughs> right? So you're just, you're learning how to do the work to have the abundance because there's no lack. Stormy, when you say the Saturn Uranus square is over, are you saying that because this is the final one in this pattern that we've been working with since 2021 and that we're starting to separate, like the aspect is actually starting to separate from each other? Hmm, No, what I mean in that is that we have seen it, right? Like this is going to be, it's coming to, it's, it's closing dance with one another. So what I mean here is that we have seen it. We have seen what needs to die. So when we bring this back to our personal authority here, I think we're coming at this in a much more conscious, ready kind of way where it is like, that's going to hold me back. If I keep trying to live with that, if I keep trying to live in that vibration or that behavior. So that's what I mean when I say that, like, there's just something else has been put into your development and you know it, but you still might be at the beginning of it, or you might still be developing it, but you definitely know that that other thing can't exist anymore. Got it. Okay. So we have a level of clarity that we might maybe haven't had for almost two years now. Absolutely. And that's the thing about the the astrological patterns, again, is you know what happens the first time and you're like, whoa, hair blown back. Oh my God, shock, fear, fear, fear. And then we see it again and it's like, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm kind of getting it. And this one, I think that ready stance that you talked about, we're like, come at me, bro. I know some things got to go and I'm ready. I am willing to take this on. I am willing to innovate. And it's funny because what am I going to innovate into the most organic human I've probably been in a while? Oh, love it. Okay, good. So anything else on Friday? Not that that's not enough. (laughs) Well, we'll get to the evening and we have the moon move into the energy of cancer. And it's a great time to just go be with your feelings, whatever has come up for you, go home, right? Go, go to your house, Bake a little bit, enjoy that, that come down of energy, be wrapped in the protection of your intuition and the care of the universe. And I also think it is a time when you go home to be honest about what you've seen, because sometimes what we see, and sometimes when the universe tells me not yet, I don't like it. I don't like it. I would like a steady. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready. Let me go. So in some ways, I do think we need to take that, that Friday evening energy and just kind of recharge, give ourselves some compassion, come back to some emotional balance, you know, make sure home is steady and ready to move forward, especially as we get to Saturday, where we're going to see Mercury in a trine to Neptune. We're told no, just not yet. And then we roll into Saturday and the gifts the talents, the beauty, the gems that you have to offer are made available to launch out in some way. The vision, that vibration you danced into your world that you made space for, now it's being called, it's called out. You know what I mean? And I kind of think of, of the energy of your learning to do that skill and you were told, oh, no, not yet. It's, it's not ready. But then it's like, get back in the game come on, come out here, get back in the game, right? You need to do headshots for that business. Let's do it. You need to get the website sorted. Let's do that. You, you have a sense of ease and comfort around your talent, but now get back in the game because it's not a no, it's a not yet. I love that energy. And it's really great because if you want to pinpoint in 
to what it is that's calling your talent out or what you're starting. It's giving you that energy to step out here. Go back to July 17th, around that time, where were you like, I just really want to put myself out here. I want to showcase the best version of myself. This is probably in alignment with what that vibration was. I love that for us, Amanda. I love it for us too, Stormy. And I'm just realizing how beautifully you storytell. Like you're, 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 you're telling a cosmic story as we go through the week. And it's like one thing woven into the next thing and the gifts from that thing get, you know, pulled through. And I, I love that so much because it is set up that way. Like if we are aware of it, we really can be a part of this cosmic story and we can be in co-authorship with the universe as we're going throughout our weeks and our days and our years and our months. And you just really beautifully make it come to life. And I'm having a, a new and probably old appreciation of this in you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. I mean, I think that I set everything that we're looking at in our astrology. And I hope to leave each of you with is the understanding that this is the hero's journey and you're the hero in the story and, and go back, you know, spend some time watching, you know, a, what, it, what it, the never ending, ending story, you know, or whatever story you watch about the hero needing to make the journey. Sometimes the sage or the universe or the circumstance has to tell them, no, not yet. Right. Just not yet. And that's us. We're just living the hero's journey. And it's like this most of the time. (laughs) Well, and can we find gratitude for that wisdom? Because if we're not really ready, then do you really want to like waste your chance? Like sometimes there are these, these cosmic waves and you don't want to get out on the board before the, the, you know, you don't want to try to catch the wave before it's ready or before you're ready, because you might miss the best one that's like about to come. So there's so much wisdom in that cosmic, you know, Hey, wait, like, it's okay. It's going to happen. Just not right this second. And so is there a gratitude that we can cultivate for that? Because when you are ready and the time is right, then you've hit the sweet spot. Like that's the grand slam. That's the home run. If we're going to go back to sports analogies, that's when it just feels good. You swing the bat and it's like, yes, I did it. So I, I, you know, I know it's hard and we, we like want everything right now, and I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to you, all of you, but it's just a great reminder that, you know, it's not, we're not always ready and that's okay because we will be ready. Like you're saying. Yes, we will absolutely be ready because while there's also no lack, you know, the, the universal vibration is delivering perfection at all times. So truly if you are not in that vibration yet, it's going to keep you in training because it's not going to allow you to deliver lack to its great show, right? There's no lack. Instead, there's just some work, right? As soon as you're ready and you can deliver hot off the press to the universal show, you're going to get in the game. So it's very exciting, I think. Now, mm-hmm. speaking of doing a little makeover to things, when we are coming into Sunday after all of this beautiful work, Venus is in a sextile with Pluto. And as you know, My saying is when the planets have sex, that's good for us because it means we create an intimate, perfect opportunity that is presented to us, but we intelligently take action on it. So this is a a fantastic time where, first of all, there's there's a deepening to each of us. There's a deepening, there's an intensity, there's an intimacy that I think is available with these final degrees of Pluto. Pluto is not in retrograde anymore. At this point, it is direct. So it's pretty much seen what it needs to see. 
and at this, this these final degrees is vibrating with an understanding too, right? That it's time for a structure to change. So there's a depth and there's an intensity that I think is profoundly available to each of us. And one of the, the things is we know now that we value something differently so we can build with that. We can create a makeover in our world. We can create a long range experience in our world, in our homes and in ourselves that is at a deeper level that is in resonant with the world that we're in right now and what we, what we want to experience. That's a lot. You know what I mean? It's a lot, but it's a lot of beauty that is available. So, you know, I ask practical questions with Venus, like where do your finances need to evolve? Where is this relationship ready to evolve? Where is your self-worth ready to evolve or the things that you value? Where is it in its evolution? But in the sextile, you're usually taking action on what you believe here to have, you know, what, what has value for you. So Mm -hmm. go in. So good stormy. I'm going to do the summary here really quick, but I just wanted to give any of you who love stormy's teaching style an opportunity to check out a class she did for our inner circle members. It is on the hemispheres and it's so good, especially for those of you that are newer to astrology chart reading, and you're wanting a way to sort of cut through the noise and see patterns that have meaning very quickly in a chart. So if you're interested in that, it's at astrologyhub.com slash hemisphere. And Stormy, do you want to say anything about that class? Cause that was an awesome one. And I just, I, I think it's so helpful for, for people to be able to look and go, Oh wow. Everything's over here on the chart. And here's the way I interpret that. And Oh, everything's down there on the chart. What does that mean? You know? Yeah, I think it's absolutely like it's a foundational piece of my practice and how I teach and how I was taught. And it's also um, it's a time saver. That is one of the things that I really love about it. You know, in astrology, just like our ancestors, you work with what you can see first, and then you see if what you can see has symbolic meaning by how it's placed. And so this actually, we can tell so much in hemispheric analysis about the patterns that we're going to see in the rest of the chart. So I think it is a fantastic time saver as well. And I really would suggest if you're already reading charts, and this is not like a piece of your approach, and it's taking Taking you a long time if you're spending one to two hours going through a chart before you can really pull like the story together. This is a great technique for you as well because you get very clear and you can try it, right? Try, grab a chart, do a hemisphere analysis, and then spend your one to two hours doing it and see if you didn't find out the same thing in like 15 minutes. <laughs> I love that. Great, great idea. Okay, so that's astrologyhub.com slash hemisphere. All right. So for the summary, we have a theme for the week, which is there is no lack. There is only work that we have this um, opportunity to remember that abundance is always available to us. If we're willing to do the work, we're going to have a lot of things coming up around what, what plays you where, where are humans out of whack? And that is giving you an indication of where your work is, you know, where you want to make some progress and where where there's some mastery available to you. So see what you're triggered by, what you're, what elicits fear in you, what is getting you all riled up and then turn that back and see if there's anything in you, in your home, in your life, in your relationships that that's an indicator of, and there is the work for you. So the thing that you mentioned several times is that we're actually prepared for this though. 
This is different than when it came around the first and second time. We're actually way more prepared. We're way more resourced. We have way more perspective in order to work through this. Okay. Also remembering that Mars is retrograde throughout this whole entire thing. So it might not be the time to totally take action unless you have Mars retrograde in your chart. Then maybe this is a time where you're going to have some more um, energy, but in general, the outward moving energy is moving backwards right now. All right. On Monday, you said that we could be having some challenges around finances, relationships. Again, this invitation to put in the effort and the work. What is going on here? Is there something around my self-worth, cash balance? It's your, it's to your benefit to bring in discipline in these areas around your money, around your relationships, around whatever issues are up. Tuesday is the full moon. It's also the eclipse. So this is again, unearthing this buried treasure, the earth. I love how you talked about the earth going down and in. And so the gems are unearthed in that process. You gave us three steps for this full moon. You said one, this is a time to end something Two, acknowledge it and three, make a big adjustment. So there's, there's those three things that we can do at this full moon, full moon. So this is a time to be in trust. You said that you're in trust and you're inviting us to be in trust and to, again, remember that you are ready. This is not going to be like huge surprises. These are themes that we've been working with for a while. It could be uncomfortable, but it's, it's time. Later in the day, new brilliant light comes in. Go back to September 23rd, July 16th. What come up? What came up then that you are now ready for? Look at 2003. And there was a story that was written at that time. You may be getting an opportunity to create a different story now, to write a different story. Maybe there was something where you felt you went a little bit off track. This is a great opportunity to course correct. You also said that this is a huge day. Tuesday is a big day. Circle it. Like this is a big day, a lot going on. Later that day, we also have Mercury opposing Uranus. What's the goal? You're saying this is an opportunity to integrate these energies. What's the goal? There's new brilliant solutions available to you. What is the story that you tell yourself about yourself and uh, that we should carry a notebook? (laughs) There's going to be realizations here. There's going to be solutions here. On Wednesday, sun opposite Uranus. So this question of, and I loved how you leaned into the camera and said, what are you really? Like, who are you really? And just create some space to kind of geek out on that question. And when you come to any conclusions, create a tribe for that or join a tribe, um, have the courage to, to speak it, to share it with the people in your life. Um, it takes a, a, a level of courage to tell that much truth about yourself, but that there's an opportunity for some elegant courage here in order to do that. And if you can't, there's your work. This is again, pointing us back to the work. All right. Thursday, Mercury square Saturn. What is my long-term goal for my life? What's working? What isn't? This is an opportunity to go up into the nosebleed section at that football game. Instead of being on the field that you're having this opportunity to see the patterns, what plays are being played? What are the patterns? And do I like those? Do I want to continue participating in those? And what is no longer useful for me? Later in that day, we have this delicious Venus trying Neptune, dance it out, do some art, get into that imaginal realm, recognizing the value in that. I think sometimes we, we just discount the value in that so much in this culture and in this time. And that, like you said, everything comes from there. So give yourself the space to get into those visionary spaces so that you can bring new things into form, inspired things into form. 
Friday, Sun Square, Saturn, uh, perspective switch. It's not a no, just not yet. Uh, own your mastery, make priorities, deliver on them. Um, in the evening, be with your feelings. There, it, you could have a lot of feelings. I think you said to bake. I, I don't know if you said that or if, yeah, I did. Okay. Bake. Have a bake. Have a bake. Have an Instapot. And remember that you're wrapped in the protection of the universe. On Saturday, Mercury trying Neptune, your gifts and your talents are now made available. Get back in the game. Go back to July 17th. What were you really inspired about then? And that is making, making another play right here. So go back there, figure it out. What is that talent, that gift, that thing you wanted to cultivate then bring it back to center stage. Sunday, Venus sextile Pluto, intelligently take action. This is a deepening uh, time for your structures to change and you're valuing new things. So what structures can you create to, to bring those values into your life in an even deeper way? Let's say you said, so we can create deep makeover that is in resonance with the world that we want to create. Amazing. Stormy, love you so much. Thank you for all of this. It's been so, so helpful. Um, anything that I didn't say right or that you want to correct or that you'd want to add? Nope. I feel like that was perfect. I hope everybody has a delicious week of reflection, going back into your pattern, seeing what was what, and then bringing it current. Very nice. Final reminder, Jen Zart's practical astrological magic is happening. So if you want to take that workshop with us, it is available. You go to astrologyhub.com slash magic. And the price that it's available at right now is the live event price. So this will be your one time to, to get it at this price. It will be available later, but it'll be at retail price. So just inviting you to check it out. If you're interested in astrological magic in any way, shape or form, this is going to be an amazing class for you. Again, astrologyhub.com slash magic. Check it out. Stormy, love you. Thank you. And we just, I just love that you're um, consistently a part of our Ohana, our family here at Astrology Hub. Thanks to all of you. Thank you so much for joining this episode. Thank you for being a part of our community here at Astrology Hub and making astrology a part of your life. Can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Hey there, astrology lover. Did you know that you can learn practical astrological magic here at Astrology Hub? That's right. We're bringing you a hands-on workshop where you'll learn everything you need to know to get started with Jen Zart, PhD, who's been practicing astrological magic for over two decades. I recently asked Jen what students can expect in the upcoming workshop, and here's what she had to say. Magic is a practice of engaging with, I would call like the forces of the universe in a, in a devotional way to achieve results. Magic, I find that engaging with magic just makes your life better on all levels because it really forces you to think about what do you really want? What is worth doing ritual with? And who are you? Who do you want to become? You know, even the desire to change your circumstances points towards a gap that might need to have be addressed in a magical and a mundane way. I just love that. Jen is such an amazing, dynamic, and inspiring teacher. And I'm so grateful that we get to share her wisdom with you in this workshop. So if you're interested in learning a hands-on approach to making magic every day, go to astrologyhub.com magic and enroll in practical astrological magic today. Class starts on November 15th. So don't miss out. Go to astrologyhub.com magic. We can't wait to see you in class. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.